Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yo, it's Thursday, and it seems like Google might actually be working tonight. Yes, we can only hope that the Google does not decide to shit a brick like it did last week and cause panic among the masses. Panic, 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 panic. Yes, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific comer himself, Zelius. Good evening, good sir. Good evening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to go over this real quick. The Thursday Night Hangout is a weekly live show for you. We take your comments, topics, and questions and try our best to cover them with you during the show. If you didn't get a chance to submit your topic, question, etc., have no fear. You can drop it in the chat and we will add it to our show. If, by some unfortunate uh, happenstance, we do not cover that topic or question, we will do it next week. During our show. Next week, it shall happen. Next week during the show. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's just jump right into it. And the first topic, which is kind of cool and kind of silly at the same time, is um, I'm sure that the vast majority of you out there have probably, I don't know if you've played it, but you've probably heard of this uh, game called Surgeon Simulator. I have not heard of it. Okay, so there's basically, it's uh, it's a physics-based model like surgery, like goofy, super duper goofy, you know, kind of silly surgery game. Okay. Okay. Well, um, the developers behind, um, uh, surgery, surgery, sorry, surgeon simulator has, uh, now released surgeon simulator two, but Number two. here is the interesting twist from now until October 22nd. If you, ladies and gentlemen, are part of the Britain's National Health Service and you have a valid email address, all you got to do, uh, actually, what what you could do is you can get a free copy of Surgeon Simulator 2 if you are uh, NHS, which is the uh, Britain's National Health Service. Now, let me stress something. This is not to improve your surgical skills. <laughs> Okay. I say that sounds very countryist. Well, uh, they, this developer might be from the UK. I don't know, but anyways, uh, so so here's the deal. Um, uh, and I, this is an actual uh, quote from a doctor, from a real doctor. Okay, Surgeon Simulator Two is absolutely not a viable medical training tool. However, I do enjoy playing video games in my spare time, and I'm confident medical professionals around the world will find. This interpretation of medicine and the possibility of five-second heart transplants, very amusing. Five-second heart transplant? Yeah. That's totally epic, good sir. Exactly. So um, I, it's, it's actually really, it's kind of fun and kind of cool, and it's, it's you know, uh, so, promotion. Um, you have a huge chunk of people who probably need some downtime, or if they have the ability to, to have downtime, downtime to do something silly and something crazy. So the surgeon simulator two, just uh, ladies and gentlemen, do not try to do this in the actual, um, operating room. That would be ill-advised. Why not? I mean, playing this for hours and on does not make me a professional surgeon. So I can do open heart surgery on my cat. I'm, no. Yeah. Pretty sure one I, it's, it's human. It's, it's fake humans. You're going to be doing surgery on. It's not veterinarian surgeon. I'm okay with that. But anyways, I mean, Rose is telling me right now I no, need to play I, I, more I, I think everyone. games and give her some help. Right, and that way, it's free veterinary service on top of that. See, she oh. knows how it is. Well, there you go. There you She's go. She's a smart cat. Yeah, aren't you? 
Okay. So I have some very sad news for everyone out there. Uh, you won't be getting a cat? One, well, first of all, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But um, one of the most epic and most annoying freaking games of all time for Facebook mm. is shutting down at the end of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, the original Farmville is the going to call it quits Farmville? at the end of the year. You know why they're calling it quits, right? Yes. The reason, ladies and gentlemen, is that um, Facebook and basically Adobe itself will be killing the Flash player. Uh, Facebook, of course, will no longer support Flash games as of December 31st of this year, and that's the exact same date as Adobe will be killing the Flash player altogether. Holy freaking hallelujah. So I'm overjoyed as assistant administrator at the death of Flash. Because I no longer have to do these stupid Adobe Flash updates and see computers grind to a halt and then start exploding into a million pieces because Flash is super stupid. But here's, um, but here's the sad thing. Uh, for those out there who don't know, a lot of the like educational uh, games mm-hmm. out there that uh, at least elementary school uses, they're Flash-based. And so, oh, believe me, I know. Uh, I've been warning our teachers to be like, yo, peoples, uh, Flash yo, is to going the people. away. Dude, pe- well, actually, some textbooks still use Flash. That's oh, like, no. you're still, students are still going on and being like, I need to enable Flash. And I'm like, well, next semester, I don't know what to do. Sorry. Well, Chrome's already, um, they've already dropped the support. You could do, you could still do it. But it's obnoxious. Yes, you, it, yeah. They, they do not make it easy. That is for sure. It's like, look, man, we're just we're we're trying to just kill it off now, so that in December you're not like, no. Um, yeah. So it's still pretty niche as far like nowadays. Like if you're very specific, like in education, it's still mm-hmm. rather prevalent, um, especially because education is notorious for never updating their services. Well, the other thing is it it, it kind of gives. Uh, you know some of these these websites that have like a um, a library of games, those damn things are old as sin, and so there's no one updating these things. We also have it's also kind of a little death nail to kind of the origins of the internet. Yes, that's true. I mean, so much of the old school ones like Homestar Runner and those they were based on Flash. So there's actually gonna be a, a fair amount of old content. That we grew up with, which will just basically no longer function. Um, I mean, First you can still time always and now make this. it work somehow, but it, it will not be readily accessible in about uh, two months. Three yeah. months, I guess, actually. We had to mourn the death of QuickTime and now Flash. And Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, I, I do well, have... Um, okay, so Sam says, why did every Adobe Flash update include... McAfee software, unless you knew to uncheck the box, it's because they had a package deal. It's it's about the it's about the monies. Um, it's there was wasn't there some thing that um some like app or plugin that tried to automatically get Norton on your computer for a long time? Oh yeah, they all the AOL? they all had, they all had add in plugins and stupid stuff. And then you have to go download. Uh, I remember CC cleaner was the most popular one to use to basically unbundle it. 
Yep. And then before Microsoft had their built-in distributor, which I forget what it's called because I don't use Microsoft at work, you had, I think it was like Ninite or Night or something along those lines that could actually install flashing those plugins without basically bundling in the crap like McAfee and other really terrible pieces of software. Oh, believe me, I when I, when I worked for a company and I had to do the, um, the push the auto updates to all the, the systems, that was fun, especially if you had to do a rollback. Uh, the best was like the old, let's see, I'm trying to find one here. Um, like the old, let's see here. Here you go. Here's one. You get the old Internet Explorer web pages yeah, and they right. have like every. Oh my God, cheeseburger. Because people would say like yes to every plugin. So before you knew it, like Internet Explorer would be like taken over by 18 add on bars. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, and then you had uh, what was it, the Microsoft Clip to help you out? Oh, that paper clip. Yeah, there was like a duck or something for another product. I remember. No, no, you could that you could actually install like uh, avatar skins for the paper clip, so it wouldn't be the paper clip. Nice. Yes, uh, I do want to tell those out there who are still playing the original Farmville that you will be able to continue to make in-app purchases until November seventeenth. Oh, how nice. After that time, <laughs> the payment system will be shut down. Now, of course, you can continue to play the game until December 31st, at which uh, time that game will, be, will be completely shut down. But, but... What about old school Farmville, man? There old, is old a light at the end of the tunnel, ladies and gentlemen. Zynga says a mobile version of Farmville 3 will be available worldwide soon. I was worried. I was just petrified. My petrification is no longer valid. I am now free of the Gorgon stare. Dude, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I didn't even know that Farmville was still a thing. I'm not surprised. I remember, I remember that's when it blew up Facebook originally. Remember, because you get all the friend requests because of... I can get a black sheep if you join the game. Yeah. That's that's when Facebook had to uh, introduce the, um, the, the opt-out of, uh, um, what was it, game invites? Because Jeez, like my. people's boards were just like plastered with nothing but those. Well, because literally you didn't uh, even have to do anything. It's, every single time you logged into a fucking app, it just spam everyone on your friends list. Yeah. This guy's playing this. He just got this. Don't you want to join in on the fun? No. But 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 it's gonna be so much fun if you join by you know collecting the farm stuff. No. Mm. No. Right. Thanks though. All right. Uh, I appreciate the offer though. Now, speaking of fun features, um, this is quite the interesting twist. Uh, for those of you who are on Twitch, uh, there is an option. I don't know if it's actually out yet, but it's going to be out soon if it's not out yet. And that is that Twitch has introduced an unban request feature. What that means is that if you have previously been banned from chat on a stream, you can send a one-time request to be unbanned from their chat screen. Uh, so uh, basically, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess yay. Look, look. Here's the deal: if if I accidentally ban someone and and uh, you know I, I can I could do it myself. I don't need this feature. I don't need them to be hey, can you unban me. Um, 
So basically, what this really does is instead of getting DM'd to death by people who who you've banned, or mm. the uh, uh, for someone in need, a bunch of alt accounts, they yep. could just, you know, they'll hit you up through their one, and if you say no, uh, then of course they'll switch over to their alt account. Um, yeah, Lord. Look, I, I understand there, there's always the the chance that someone's going to fat finger something or accidentally click ban instead of timeout. But I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why you would have this. But it gives more power to the people, man. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Power to the people, sir. That's just what like life a, is all about. It just seems like a pain in the ass. Oh, of course it goes. Uh, channel banned users can submit an appeal through the chat column, which you can review, the, the moderator can review and take actions anonymously. So it doesn't have to be the the owner of the stream. It's um, any of the moderators who have the ability to do a mod view uh, hmm. can manage the unbanned requests. Which, I'm going to, so can I ban you and then unban you as a test? I think that'd be fun. No, you can't. I'm the owner of the channel. You can't ban me. Well, that's kind of worthless. What if you're being a jack wagon? It's my channel. That does not give you permission to be an evil jerk. I'm not evil jerk. I'm not evil jerk. I'm just jerk. What? Now I'm confused. Here. Right, I'm so confused. All right. So those were really. There's not a whole lot of news this week. And I have. I have to say, because that's basically the gist of the new news. Now, because of all the technical difficulties that we had last week, uh, we were unable to talk about uh, a certain something uh, that has taken over Zelius and my life, and that is uh, uh, Supergiant Games' new release, Hades. Ah, uh, yes, Hades. Zelius, let me, why don't you say a little bit about Hades? So, normally, I'm not really a fan of... Um, what should I call them games? Roguelike. Thank you. Wow, something total brain fart. Yeah, normally roguelike games, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like eh about because they just feel really repetitive to me. I mean, I know that's kind of a roguelike thing yep. where you're kind of repeating over and over, but the way that Super Giant Games does it is first off the action, the action combat in itself is very. It feels good. Like it feels. Mm-hmm. Like you're becoming like a miniature powerful god. Like you get that feeling as you get stronger. Mm-hmm. So like right now, my favorite weapon is basically the boxing gloves, and you feel uh, you like, like that. Yeah. So like when you nice. one shot like the enemies on the screen in like half a second, you're feeling that oomph, right? Like mm-hmm. it feels. Mm. So you all, but on top of that, you have what seven different weapons? I think. Uh, let's see. You've got the sword. You've got the shield. You've got the spear. You've got the. The gloves, you've got the um, the bow and arrow, and you've got the gun. So that's at least six. Am I missing? So I feel like there's one more. Whatever, six or seven weapons. Yeah. And each one has a different gameplay style. So Mm -hmm. you can go range. You can go like hybrid. Some of them have both ranged and melee. And then on top of that, when you go get power ups throughout the game, it can change how your weapons actually interact with the game. So it can change what was like basically a short-range weapon into a long-range weapon or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so that changes the game. And the power-up, there is some RNG-ness to, like, do I get the right power-ups? But I don't feel like the RNG is so overpowered where if you don't get the right one, where it's going to, like, limit your run necessarily. 
Um, I mean, there's certain ones you probably want, but it's not totally OP'd in one way. So it varies it up enough to make it interesting. Um, my only thing that drives me nuts about mm-hmm. roguelike games is like right now I cannot get past the third boss. I feel like part of it is I just need that practice. Like I just need to see that pattern of that, the two, the Minotaur and the uh, shield and spear guy. Yep. I just need Thank to see yes. that pattern of their attack a couple of times. And I just can't get the attack pattern down because it takes me so long to get there in the first place. So that's the only thing about roguelikes that drives me really crazy is just not getting to get this in to see that boss pattern on a constant basis. Uh, doesn't have to be worth anything. Just have like a practice arena so I can just kind of get that feel for well, how it feels. Technically, you can uh, you can get a practice round in with the Minotaur. Um, he's he's one of the mini bosses on that level in Elysium. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, if you're looking for some advice, I don't know if you're looking for some advice or not, but. Um, are you looking for some advice? Let's just put it, or you can just, sure. give, okay. me, give, it to me. give me what you got, man. Give me what you got. I always knock out Theseus first, the guy with the spear. Mm-hmm. Um, after he does his like aim and throw his spear, get right behind him and just pepper him because he's going to be walking away. That's what I started to do. So I, the first, I've only seen him like three times and the first one or two times I went after the Minotaur first. And the last time I was like, okay, this is dumb. I'm going after Theseus. Theseus. Mm-hmm. The tricky part, of course, is you only have so long before bull guy is going to come bull rushing and smack your life in half. Oh, the other thing is you don't want Theseus and the bull to be close to each other while Theseus is uh, warming up because he will throw Theseus at you. I don't Just think that's actually happened to me yet. Oh, it's it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, but yeah, the, the combat feels good. There's depth of power-ups in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a solid roguelike game that I'm enjoying. So uh, many of you probably, I've probably already said this, but I'll say it again. Uh, some of you probably noticed that I was playing the shit out of the early beta, which was really like the finished product. There's not a whole lot of difference between uh, this uh, this version and, and the one I was playing on Steam, which of course I put over 44 hours in, um, and I'm already starting to rack it up on the Switch. That's the system I'm playing on right now. Azelius um, is right. There is an interesting combo there's a couple runs uh, where I just feel like I got dicked over with not getting uh, enough, uh, um, you know, power ups, or I went through the wrong like rooms. Um, oh yeah, and so I got my ass whooped. But that being said, I like the variety um, of basically, uh, you know, the different kind of skills and stuff, and then the relationships you could build with all these different characters in the game. Um, uh, for those of you who are thinking about picking up Hades, my one, my biggest suggestion is as soon as you start picking up, I think, what is it called? Nectar? Yes. Um, just stockpile it as best you can. And then talk to everyone, all the gods, all of everyone at least once. And yep. what will happen is they give you a special little trinket that, uh, can help you on one of your runs. And after so many encounters, it will level up. And it'll level up uh, three times. So the, the third rank is the, the, the top. I have my favorite uh, trinkets. Um, and then there's also... I mean, there's there's so much complexity to the game. I think that's, that's the thing. I still haven't gotten over... I still don't really understand buying the random tchotchke, uh, like, 
make the lounge look pretty. Oh, with uh, the gems. But uh, yeah, I do the work orders to like yeah. level up my runs. But yeah, all the other stuff, I'm like, don't you just want to level up all of like the work orders force and so and I guess do Chosky stuff. So there's a prophecy that will pop up that um, you could get. I think it's a couple diamonds if you mm. if you've uh, ordered enough uh, work orders, and that's what oh, that's when you you know you you uh, change the curtains and the color of the rug and yeah. change out the tables or some something like that. Um, for those of you who do not follow me on Instagram, uh, you don't know this, but I beat the game. Congratulations! I, I, I made sir. my first. Okay, so here's the thing: I I, I made it to the end. I don't want to say that I beat the game, uh, because that's you know that's part of the roguelike game is that there's always more to play. Oh yeah. Um, and once you beat it, there's um, you can then replay uh, through there with like added difficulty, which would allow you to open up the ability to get um, more Titan's Blood, Diamond, Ambrosia. Um, oh great! Added difficulty is exactly what I need in my life. Well, the 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 immediate added dif- difficulty for me is always, a, uh, I think it's like sixty percent more creatures spawn every single room. Like, okay, yeah, I'm okay with that. Because um, I don't, I sometimes I for the most part it's I'm dying to bosses really at this point. Um, yeah, and really. The Hydra never kills me anymore. I'm fine the Hydra. Because uh, what I've actually found is I really like the god... Um, what is it called? The things where like, the basically makes you invulnerable. Athena? The deflection well, shields? No, for the god cast thing. I forget what oh. it's called. With, with, where you use the R trigger to use it? Oh, yeah. It, uh, it's, the, it's the call. It's like uh, the, the call, god yes. call or something. Yeah. I always use the calls. I save up for the second round of Hydra um, ads and just use it on that and destroy them quickly. I will tell you and, this. It is, it is essential for you to have a god. If you want to get through the entire run, you have to have a god call before the final battle. No, you can't I, the, do it without it. Because when I first started playing, it seems like the calls were kind of lame because you have to, you know, wait for them to power up. But now that I've started using them, like, yeah, these calls are awesome. Well, the other thing is uh, another, I mean, roguelike adventures, they're they're always, you know, uh, to kind of spice things up, they always have, you know, something else that you can kind of tweak and modify as you play. You know, one of the things is the items that you equip, um, the weapons you can gain, and then, of course, uh, you can run into uh, different gods, and they can give you different abilities for your regular attack, your special attack, your cast, uh, and then uh, your dash and some other stuff. There's and- one weapon that I cannot get the same power up that's been my best run ever. What's that? It's the I like the rail gun, and I just use the special because mm-hmm. you can just basically. It's like a grenade special- launcher. What? Yeah, the grenade launcher, run, yeah. run, run. Grenade launcher, run, run, run. It's the hammer upgrade that allows you to fire three at the same time. Oh, shit. Uh, I've only seen it once. And it was just great because you'd spam it three times, run. Spam it three times, run. The other thing is all the different skills that you unlock through the gods, there's a rank of um, like yep. rarity. Uh, the higher, the, the more powerful it is. And then, of course, you can level those up as well. And on my run that I got all the way up, uh, my main attack was like the the top rarity level of Athena's um, attack, which basically, if someone if you hit someone with uh, with your shot, 
because uh, I, I I beat it with uh, the bow and arrow. Okay. Um, it it weakens uh, it weakens both the attack and the defense of the person who's being affected. That's useful. Also, one of the the cool things, and, and Zeely's kind of um, was talking about it with with the grenade launcher looking thing. Uh, there's an upgrade that allows you to instead of shooting just one, it shoots three. With the bow and arrow, um, the the main attack is you hold down uh, the attack button and it kind of powers up. And then once you start flashing, you release for a power shot. But there is an upgrade that allow that basically allows you to do like a more rapid fire, but you lose the power shot. So I had mm. the rapid fire. So I was pelting the shit out of the final boss, which I won't tell you about the final boss, but uh, I'll just say it was awesome that that happened. I do find that for bosses... I find the um, range character, the range weapons are easier against bosses than the melee weapons. Agreed. Because you're just in less range of their more powerful attacks. But that's most games, I would say, are like that. No, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, the 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 interesting thing about this game, or, or you know, one of the main focuses about this game is backstabbing. Mm, yes. You, you, yes. The, the whole thing is built around attacking people from behind because you're just yep. an evil bastard. I mean, you are the son of Hades, so super powerful. But yeah, I mean, so it's it's a lot easier to attack from. <laughs> My favorite move was spinal column rip fatality. Um. Yeah. No. I. I, that's why I like the the ranged weapons. I mean the the bow and arrow. Um, one of the other things is I don't remember when, but there's a time where you can actually start using your Titan blood. Keep your Titan blood because you can actually start upgrading your weapon. Oh well, because mm. I I basically I changed my bow to instead of doing like I think it's like a spread of seven arrows for the uh, ultimate, it knocks it down to four. But um, if I hit someone with my regular attack, it the arrows then uh, home into uh, that target, which yeah, is beautiful. Because you could just hit somebody and then hide and just kind of shoot arrows out and just watch them arc back. So, it, it, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering, uh, I'm pretty sure that Zelius and I would both say, "Go get Hades." It is definitely a quality game, which I would say. Indubitably. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, during every single show, we like to do some shout-outs, so let's get those shout-outs going, shall we? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, the first thing that we want to do a shout-out for is once uh, the one and only Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships and local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. Um, Huge fan of the Indie Cluster. I've seen them at several different conventions. Always a, a group of great guys. And also, definitely some interesting, more unique games uh, being showcased in the Indie Cluster era. Very nice. The next shout-out, of course, has to be Hero Chiropractic. 
Uh, Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. As I've stated so many times, uh, Ryan is, of course, my chiropractor for at least three or four years, and he's now my son's chiropractor. Uh, and my son has finally gotten over. Okay. So with chiro, when you first see a chiropractor and they're ready to do like the neck pop thing, I'm going to be totally honest with you, scares the shit out of me. The first like year and a half that I was doing it, they're like, okay, now loosen up your neck so we could do this. I'm like, no, I can't do it. You're going to break my neck. Uh, and of course my son is now going through this and he's, uh, he's already come to grips with it after three sessions and it took me like a year. So Yeah. But it's just great. a better man than you. Hey, if you're in the Atlanta area, you gotta you gotta check out Hero Chiropractic. I highly recommend it. And Zelius, do you have the link for Hero Chiropractic? I can find it indeed. Okay, sweet. Zelius is gonna post it into the chat while I go to the next one. And that, of course, is ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about Nerdburger Games. Nerdburger Games is the game design imprint of award-winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nerdburger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nerdburger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or haven't been explored very often. These games forgo dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging memorable stories um currently he um craig is running a um kickstarter i'm trying to see when was it when is it ending oh we got still got 21 days to go uh the original the the pledge goal was three thousand uh dollars is still it's now sitting at eighty three hundred dollars uh, the game, of course, is called Good Strong Hands. And let me just give you the description real quick. Uh, Zealus has already push, uh, posted the uh, Kickstarter link in the uh, chat room. But if you are not listening to this, or sorry, if you're not on in Twitch or you're listening to this or it's recording, whatever, uh, all you got to do is go to kickstart, kickstarter.com and type in Good Strong Hands. So Good Strong Hands is a fantasy tabletop role-playing game where you portray fantastic creatures and their newly arrived human allies working to save your home of reverie from destruction by the faceless malevolent force known only as the void the game draws inspiration from movies like the never-ending story legend the dark crystal labyrinth and willow while reverie is a band is sorry while reverie is a land of the fantastical filled with whimsy it is also beset by this sinister destructive force Characters will be constantly tempted by the Void's corruption, even as they seek to end it. The stories you tell will be those of friendship, teamwork, self-empowerment, overcoming harmful forces, and dealing with a world in crisis. You'll do all of this with your good, strong hands. Such great hands. But of course, but of course. So uh, seriously, um, if if maybe that game's not for you, I mean, he, he's got a hell of a catalog already built up. He's got... Um, the the one that 
kind of started all, at least for myself and Zelius, Mersin Acquisitions, which Indeed. we played at Andocon. Um, and then, of course, he has Die Laughing, which is kind of a fun, uh, quickish game um, where literally you have a bunch of people who have different characters and every single every single round is like a scene. At the end of every single round, someone dies. So you're Die Laughing. Um, and then, of course, the, the big one that has a ton of expansions already out, that's Capers, um, which is just a phenomenal game set in like the, well... Uh, prohibition at least one of the versions is prohibition there's like don't a, 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 die man there's an uh otherworldly one that kind of goes like futuristic and then of course uh there's what was the other one pirates i don't know i can't remember i've, I've got them all so that's got to say something there's always a couple but of course but of course uh ladies and gentlemen i also do want to do a quick shout out to our uh our amazing stopping ground that once COVID is over, I will be a permanent fixture, at least for one night, and then, of course, have an Uber or Lyft take me home. Or a Zelius, maybe. I don't know. I personally think you should just walk home. That's a long-ass way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, what I'm talking about is Battle & Brew. Battle & Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle & Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place, a place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions, a place where you and your friends feel like you're at home, a place where everyone knows your game. Uh, now, uh, Ballad Brew is technically open again. Uh, they had an in-house trivia last night, and if I could, I would have been there, especially since some of, most of the prizes were Funko Pops. So I was like, oh, God. You missed your chance at Funko Pops? I know. I know. That's terrible, man. I know the health of my children just outweighs Funko Pops. You could have, like, stood on the outside. Nah, nah. They wanted you completely in person. Ah, no, I don't have to tell you then. Okay, so uh, now that we've done uh, some shout-outs, actually, you know what? We're going to do one more shout-out. I don't have a slide for this, but there is. we have an amazing uh, fan uh, who, uh, even though I pissed him off for two straight years because I said that his convention was not up to snuff, um, uh, we are very good friends now, and that, of course, is Ando. Uh, Ando has his own... Um, he's got his own... Uh, kind of like podcast it's called if i could find it it is called shadows of a dark past um what kind of path dark past Ooh, that sounds sketchy uh so i will i'm going to put the um it is a gothic horror podcast by ando valentine that's our buddy's name so i'm going to just post it here um if you're looking for something a little bit interesting a little weird uh definitely check it out um and and tell Ando that Alter Confusion sent you. Because then he'll send us the royalty check. Right. Um, royalty. Now, speaking of which, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, well, not royalty, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as many of you probably know, Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Uh, Patreon is how we survive. Uh, actually, sorry. We survive on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page, which allows you, fan supporters, to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. 
This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Um, we do have two different tiers uh, that are set up, and that's the $1, which is keeping the lights on, and then the $5, which is the awakening of a giant. I thought, you know, um, you know, that I, I wanted to have a fun kind of uh, title name. Anyways, uh, so basically, if you do the $5 a month, um, then you get put into the Friends of the Show spot. Um, uh, but, you know, any amount helps. Uh, if you want to, you can pledge, of course, pledge at the $1 level, pledge at the 5 If you want to go above that, by all means, you can. You just have to do a, um, a custom donation. And if you go above 5 please hit me up. Because I want to give you something more uh, than just putting your name up there. Uh, because if you're if you're you know subscribing for more than five dollars, I want you to get your money's worth. Um, yeah, maybe I'll hook you up with a uh, a code for a free PDF version of the the uh, Alter Confusion webcomic. Ooh, fancy! Which, if if memory serves me correctly, might actually be available for like five bucks the entire first 200 episodes fascinating yes i'll have to look it up I, i'm not i can't remember if i actually um activated it or not but it's only a pdf format it's not an actual book but i'm trying to i was trying to figure that out and then you know life came and smacked me could print it head. out well no i'm just saying that there there was i wanted to have an option where i could get like a physical copy so i could have it so you could read it for yourself when you go to bed? Exactly. I like it. Yes. Um, now, um, if you do not feel that you can, that you're willing to uh, lock in on a monthly subscription, but you still want to do a financial donation, we do have a PayPal uh, that all you got to do is, if you're on Twitch, it's in that panel below this. Uh, if you're on any other platform, uh, just go to www.alteredconfusion.com, and in the left-hand toolbar, you'll see a Donate Now button. That is a one-time donation. It goes straight to Alter Confusion and helps us keep the lights on. And we would love all of you. If you have the ability to to subscribe, um, you know, because if you're, if you're pledging $1 a month, that's like, what, a candy bar? What kind of candy bar, though? Uh, Milky Way? Ooh, now I want a candy bar. Three Musketeers? Do you have a candy bar? I do not. I, oh. I, I have some bags of candy, some Sour Patch Kids, but I do not I have candy bars. I guess that's something. Hmm. Anyways, mm. uh, so uh, if you want to do that, by all means, um, you know, just hit any time that you donate, be it $1, be it $5, be a one-time donation, please make make sure that I'm aware so I can thank you properly. And maybe hook you up with something. All right, so um, let's change gears just a little bit. Uh, if you uh, have Dumunet, but you do not want to send it to Alter Confusion, but you want to send it to a very amazing, awesome cause, ladies and gentlemen, I need to just remind you that Alter Confusion will be participating in our ninth straight year of something called Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do do best to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that you raise through Extra Life will go directly to our chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital as unrestricted funds. 
This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids we treat. Um, as I've stated many, many times before, our personal Children's Miracle Network Hospital is the uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Uh, they are amazing. They are probably, I mean, I, I haven't really been to many children's hospitals, but let me tell you, they, this, this place is top-notch. Um, if you have the ability to donate, uh, all you got to do is go to extra-life.org. You could type in, um, you could search for Alter Confusion, uh, and then you could donate there. Do- donate n- there. Uh, if you want to donate, maybe you have a friend or something, by all means, please, however you want to do it, donate to Extra Life. Uh, you don't have to do it to Alter Confusion. However, we are starting to get a little bit closer to our goal. I think this our goal this year was $250, and I think we're sitting at just under 200 if I remember right, uh, which of course is an amazing goal. Uh, you know, it's, is an amazing thing. We still have till November 7th to actually get, um, get all the way there. But, uh, if you have the ability, please, 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 please donate, uh, to extra life. Cause it's phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah. We're, uh, we had a goal of, we have a goal of $250 and we're currently sitting at $195. And also ladies and gentlemen, if you're uh, interested, we're actually streaming on the Alter Confusion uh, uh, um, Extra Life page, which I'm going to just post the... Um, we are? Yep. We are actually streaming on that. So let me just post the link in there. Right uh, now, this very moment. Yes, right now. It's, it basically just took our Twitch stream and just posted it on our Extra Life page. Does which, it mean we get to level up our game as we're playing? Gosh, I hope so. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, so seriously, uh, I've been very, very passionate about um, extra life. Um, this is a great, uh, a great, uh, chance for one, for me to get a shit ton of gaming in and two, it get, it allows for me and so many other people to do something like gaming and, and raise money. Uh, I've done, you know, I've done the, the walkathons, I've done the, um, the jumpathons, I've done a different, a hell of a lot of thons, but gameathons are by far my favorite. Sounds like you're playing in thongs. That's all I'm hearing. No, thongs, not thongs. Are you sure? Maybe you could get some different type of fundraising. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm. But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said one more time, uh, extra-life.org. Uh, donate there. Now, if if you want to be an active gamer, yes, gaming and saving lives. Exactly. Um, if you want to join Extra Life, Bio, there you it's not like there's a, a cutoff date. You can sign up today by going to extra-life.org and you can just sign up all that stuff. Set up your own goal. Uh, maybe you and your friends want to create a team uh, to have like a um, kind of like a community goal, by all means. They've got all the information. They've got um, uh, brochures. They can lock, you know, they'll put you in all your social media stuff. It's, they got it down. They know what to do. They've been doing it for just a couple of years too. Uh, yeah, they. I think they've done it for eleven years. We. I know we didn't do it the first year of Extra Life, but it's pretty dang close. We've been doing it almost the entire time. Apparently, if you like kids more than me, I have kids, so and I, I am a like kid at, at heart. Least, well, hopefully, like at least two kids. Well, I'm a kid at heart. Damn it, I'll never not be a kid at heart. So, I wish my responsibilities could stay the same as being a kid. God, I wish. I wish. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the news that we have. Uh, we wanted to, I wanted to bring this up last uh, last week, but of course, Google decided to just 
wreak havoc on everyone who wanted to use one of the products. And so uh, far, it's happy. I know. Everyone be nice to Google. Keep being nice to Google. Um, as many of you, you, Sam. As many of you know, uh, BlizzCon and the vast majority of conventions out there have been canceled. Um, now, BlizzCon Online has been announced. And it's going to be, uh, of course, a convention online that's going to be in February. Uh, that's going to be February 19th to the 20th of 2021. Uh, they have not really uh, given too much details about it. Uh, however, I'm almost 100% sure that you will, of course, have um, community showcases for artists, cosplay, short film producers, and I'm sure they'll release information about a Diablo product, a Warcraft product, a Maybe StarCraft product? Overwatch uh, 2. Hearthstone, Overwatch 2. I don't know. Or maybe they'll roll back the announcement of Overwatch 2 and just be like, you know what? Let's actually make Overwatch awesome. I no, think I'm that's kidding. the purpose of Overwatch 2, sir. I don't know. But anyways, uh, so be on the lookout uh, for BlizzCon Live because uh, apparently they don't want to go BlizzCon Whatever. Uh, Sam Grizzle. Online conventions finally cosplay Charlie. Okay. I, I've i said this a Charlie couple times. Charlie will never cosplay one thing and one thing only. Okay. First of all, I won't just cosplay as one thing, one thing only. What I will say is if I ever or when I ever cosplay, I have to do it. Like I have to put my heart and soul into it. So I don't want to half-ass a cosplay. Um if I if I were to choose a uh, a specific character that I would aim for, uh, there there's two animes that I would immediately think of. Uh, one is Spike Spiegel uh, from Cowboy Bebop, and the other one is Nicholas D. Wolfwood from Trigun. Uh, those two are definitely on my list. I've actually, uh, if you haven't watched Trigun or Cowboy Bebop, shame on you! You should watch it. Uh, but uh, Nicholas B. Wolfwood has this humongous cross uh, that he carries around. It's actually, well, no, I can't say that because I don't want to, I mean, it's old, but I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But he carries around this humongous cross, and I would have to build that thing. I don't know how, because it's. I think it should go as Ein. Okay. Fun side, side story. Ein, of course, is the corgi from Cowboy Bebop. And I've gone on record many a time saying that if I ever were to have a Corgi, the only name that Corgi could ever have is Ein. And my wife's like, oh, well, the Corgi shed too much, because so we'll never get one, so that's fine. I think you should fix that. Go steal one. Right, right. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so what was I talking about? Oh, BlizzCon. Uh yeah, so don't expect me to cosplay uh, anytime soon. But you know, if I were to cosplay, uh, I would I would go like full in, um, all in, all in, man, all in. Okay, so here's some sad news. Um, I don't want sad news. I know, I know, but sometimes we got to do it. From time to time, there are, in my opinion, some phenomenal uh, shows that come out on Netflix, and for some reason or another. The they end in af, after one season, uh, and uh, the first one was oh, what was it called? Uh, uh, the October Faction, which I really enjoyed, but they they cut it after the first one. This they just canceled another one. This one's actually kind of blowing my mind because it won awards, uh, and that of course is the uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Mm. Um, 
this game, this, um, there will be no second season. No! Which, but here's the thing is, they won an Emmy for Outstanding Children's Program. But unfortunately, uh, at least for Netflix, uh, it was one and done. No! Uh, Did you watch the first season? Yes. Oh, God, yes. And? It was, okay, fully admit, it took me a little bit of time to kind of get used to the art style because it is a unique art style. However, once I bought into it, I was in it to win it, man. I, it, it's The story was good. The, for those of you who haven't seen Dark Crystal, either like the 80s movie or this uh, show, it's all puppet. Uh, it's all puppets. Uh, it came out, it was one of the uh, Jim Henson, what was it? Um, shit. There, there's something, there's, there's two things from Jim Henson. I think it's Dark Crystal was Jim Henson on acid and the other one was, I can't remember, but it's funny. You, you kind of, you could kind of see like, a, uh, like a twisted dark, it's mm. very twisted and dark. Uh, but it's I'm, not the normal puppets. No, 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 no. You should see some of the designs. They, they will haunt nightmares of children. Um, it is sad to see that. Uh, now, in I guess slightly happier news, there was a. They've gotten rid of uh, the Dark Crystal, but ladies and gentlemen, have no fear. Uh, Netflix has announced that they are going to have a Conan the Barbarian live action series. Interesting. Um, yeah. The one that we released, the last one that came out with like, what's that dude's name? The guy who is Aquaman, Monin or Monana, uh, whatever. Uh, Moa, Jason Momoa. Jason, yeah, he was the last Conan. He wasn't actually too bad at it. He's not know. quite Arnold Schwarzenegger. Don't get me wrong. No one uh, is. Yeah, no one is. I know. No one has the natural pecs of Mr. Schwarzenegger or artificial pecs, whatever. Right. But still, no one's quite Arnold. No, no, of course not. Now, I do want to point out that this just announced, but there's like, no, there, they they don't have any actors or actresses attached to it. They don't really have much information about who the showrunner is. They just said, we're making a Conan the Barbarian live action. Hey, if there's lots of big muscled men fucking up shit and you got some, you know, with Conan, you always have to have the cute but fiercely independent female something or another. Who always works. has wardrobe malfunctions. Well, you know, we gotta keep the guys entertained, I guess, mm-hmm. or the females, whichever. Yeah, no, but I like Conan. I mean, Conan the Barbarians—they're just entertaining, mindless candy to just chew on and watch and just enjoy stuff dying on the screen. I I can dig that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they don't deviate too far from that. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. So speaking of deviation, so I I was actually really surprised on Netflix. There is, um, oh my gosh, Um, I can picture in my head. I was watching it before the show, um, Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. And if you don't, that's fucked up. But it surprisingly actually tries to follow the um, game much more than I was anticipating. Have you seen the anime? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I was like, I was just really surprised that like each episode tries to take on a little nugget of the game. I was like, oh, I recognize that from the game. I recognize that from the game because so often, 
you know, anime try or movie tries taking after a video game, and we all know it does not always take after it, right? Or even try to incorporate pieces of it. And certain parts of the anime were like, wow, that is really straight out of the game, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Grizzle says, Factoid, Schwarzenegger wanted to say, I will be back, thinking a robot wouldn't use a contraction. I'll be back. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that as well. Um, so, yes, I, I did watch the 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 Dragon Dogma uh, anime. I will... <laughs> I Having not played much of the game... Uh, I, you know, I didn't have very, I, I didn't have like, you know, a frame of reference. However, it was an interesting show. Um, it screams, I mean, well, the problem was like by the end of it, it was a big reveal. Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely a chance for a, I guess the ability to have a, another series or another season, but the, the, like, you know, the big twist is out of the bag. So it's I mean it's a it's a great game to play and I enjoyed the anime and particularly because it took from the video game which I thought was cool mm-hmm. uh speaking of uh animes uh, I had a question that for some reason I I have somehow lost uh where it was but uh, as some of you may be aware certain TV shows anime is a lot of animes are very guilty of this but so, some TV shows out there as well, um, they ha- they evolve their opening theme song. Mm-hmm. So the question I have for you, ladies and gentlemen, is when you see a TV show out there that does you know some change to the opening credits, does that drive you up the effing wall, or are you okay with the change? Or you know, sometimes it changes for the better, but sometimes it doesn't. How do you feel about that? I, you don't skip the opening credits. If it's a really good song, I okay. Uh, uh, I will listen to if it's an amazing song. I will listen up to a part. I'm not gonna watch all the credits, but if it's got like a awesome start to it, like Cowboy Bebop. No, I I, I skip the credits. That's definitely a thing. Um, but the one I did actually like was Game of Thrones, not just because oh, yeah. of the theme, but because they had changed the opening 3D rendered scene depending on what was happening in Westeros. So that was pretty cool the way they did that. Um. My favorite, probably, if I were to watch one, would probably have been Buffy, um, mm. the Vampire Slayer, because the way they did change it from character to character as the seasons went on. Um, but still, by and large, I just skipped the credits. So yeah. Well, okay, so so the thing is that, for the most part, you can script the, the opening credits. However, there are quite a few shows out there, older shows, that are on Netflix and other stuff, where they don't have that option because it's not uh, uniform. Oh, seven seasons of Buffy on Netflix became a game of pressing fast forward and stopping at just the right time as the credits ended so you didn't miss any of the actual television show. And like, I feel like, I don't know how, but in these video services, the ability to fast forward and rewind it's has janky. got progressively worse yep. as time has gone on. It's You can no longer kind of just like, you know, just kind of... St- move it a smidge it's like 30 seconds one way or another let's do it the worst is uh, Amazon Prime like Amazon Prime's fast forward rewind like if I miss a spot I try to go back and rewatching it I'm either rewatching like the previous four seconds or the previous like four minutes like I cannot get it in between a freaking Netflix Prime no. it drives me nuts oh, or sorry I, Amazon yeah. Prime no no I'm... Uh, Netflix is 
tolerable. I could deal with it. But when it comes to Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just me and my remote, but I cannot do anything with rewinding on it accurately. Yeah, no, no. It's For me, when I watch stuff on Amazon Prime, it's if I accidentally go too far, then... I have to just keep going. I, I can't go back. It's not just me where it's like, this is no. not even worth the headache. Yeah, no. It, it's interesting, the the library of stuff that's on like Netflix and, and Amazon Prime and how I fucking hate when these damn streaming companies go, we got all your favorites. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> we got all the favorites that you're going to call the favorites because it makes us money. Yes, but kind of circling back on something that you said, you said that, you know, you're you're a huge uh, fan of just skipping the opening credits um, with the exception of something like um, Game of Thrones, where it was evolving. It kind of gives you an idea of where the, the next episode is going to take place. Uh, there was, I don't remember the the exact name of it, but there was a French uh, kind of like murder mystery show. I want to call it the chalet, but I could be wrong. But in the opening credits, um, it's basically the credits are kind of like zooming over this, small model of a of this like remote village but different shit is happening Mm. every single time it goes over so it's not the exact same thing that's cool so yeah it's it is very interesting and also you know one of the reasons why you see like a change in the theme song for certain shows is that they've kind of the the credits are no longer relevant to where the show is you know, if it basically, let's say the entire show took place in Atlanta and then they've somehow gone off until like the super secret world, you can't, you're not going to do, you're not going to continue to do the opening credits of Atlanta if it has nothing to do with Atlanta. Um, but still for me, uh, the reason why I, I'm, I'm bringing this up is that, uh, I've been binge watching, uh, the anime bleach and they've ah. already gone through five opening theme songs in the first 70 episodes. Yes, I've already passed episode 70. Um but yeah, it's it it's nerve-wracking to me because I for the first I don't remember how many, I think it's like the first 26 is this one theme song which blew my socks off. And so I listened to like the first 20 seconds every single time and then jump. But So the one that I've always found entertaining is from Buffy mm-hmm. is Joss Whedon, and I'm going to assume we're past the statute of limitations here on oh God, spoilers, yes. is he always wanted to have a character who was in the title credits just once. And there was a love interest of Willow, Tara. And like it was like, you know, it was a, it was a teenage drama, so they'd always break up and get together. And then... Wasn't she one of the least favored uh, characters on the show? Tara? Yeah. Willow? No, 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 Tara. No, people. No, uh, Tara was fine. It was um, Buffy's sister who everyone hated. Don. Yes, everyone hated Don. She was uh, a whiny little brat, and she hadn't really learned to act yet. Buffy was in 1997, so 1997 to 2003. So we are definitely, in my opinion, we are definitely outside uh, the spoilers. So basically. Um, Tara became one of the fan favorites of the show, myself included. Mm-hmm. And then near the end of season six, she made it into the credits. Dun, and, she like, and you're like, she made it into the credits. She's a regular on the show. And then Joss Whedon killed her that episode. Dun, dun, dun. And was, he said like afterwards, that was always like something he wanted to do was to have a character who is like in the title credits just once in the entire series. Mm-hmm. And he did it. That bastard. 
So uh, speaking of Joss Whedon, uh, one of the other humongously popular cult classic uh, properties from Joss Whedon, of course, is Firefly. And we had talked about, I think it was like two weeks ago, we talked about the animated X-Files uh, comedy show that was coming to Fox. And then we the, the fun little twist is that um, Fox no longer owns the rights to X-Files. So I have not done this uh, prior to this, so I apologize. But I'm very curious to to know who owns the rights to Firefly. Because could we finally actually potentially maybe see some sort of like spinoff of Firefly? Please? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If someone could look Is that it up. Disney? Just, Doesn't Disney own everything? I think so. At this I mean, point, when no. in doubt, it's Disney now. Look, That's seriously, it's either Disney, Google, Amazon, Apple, or... Uh, who the hell am I forgetting? I am mm. ah, AT and T. There we go. The bells. I, I swear, like that's you. Just you know, you're gonna hit one of those guys if if you're looking for something. Pretty damn close, and it's getting smaller and smaller all the time. It feels like. Well, I mean, with with Microsoft buying uh, Zenimax and basically, you know, all the Bethesda studios, all the other stuff. Which once again, it it's almost a done deal. The the actual because of financial restrictions and blah 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 blah, the the actual legal papers are not going to be signed until the I think it's the beginning of next fiscal year. But I mean, it's it's a done deal. Um, if there's one industry it doesn't feel like regulators care about, not that they really care about mergers right now, mm-hmm. is it's video games. It's like, oh, you want a video game merger? Why not? Sure, why not? Mm. Makes millions and millions of dollars. To be honest, but look, look, that, that's a very good question. Is there, is there ever going to be that one company that potentially could be a monopoly? See, I guess it, dep- it to, be, to me it depends on the industry. So I know we talk a lot about ISPs, and in the ISP world, that's where monopolies bother me because there's no effective way for a startup to really be cut to try to enter into the ISP marketplace. Agreed. I mean, you try what happened when Google did it. It's, it's a utility basically in my mind. So you can't really enter it. Whereas like video games, I mean, we're seeing what's happened with super giant games, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're making a huge mark for themselves when they started as a small indie. Right. And so I look at video games and especially with the proliferation of indie titles are now pushed by you know Microsoft and Sony Nintendo on their consoles, yeah, Steam, so you have all these outlets. So to me on video games, when it comes to mergers, 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 wow. Um, I those don't bother me other than the wailing and gnashing of teeth of oh no, my favorite title's gonna die. But ethically I have no issues with it because that's one industry where there's really no barrier to entering the marketplace i mean we could go right now and make a game on super what a rpg maker what is that called rpg maker yes. and throw it on steam it wouldn't make anything probably oh there'd be there there you'd still make a little bit of money off the rpg maker but i will once again i will go on record if anyone out there designs a game on uh rpg maker by all means congratulations you're awesome whatever I will never review a game that was created by RPG Maker. RPG Maker is a great 
chance to kind of get some of the ideas, flesh them out. Uh, and then for me personally, I would like to see someone who ha- who makes a game in RPG Maker then build something with like the Unreal Engine uh, and kind of really breathe life into it. Uh, it's like, but using RPG Maker allows me to concentrate on the story and my creative juices without having to worry about all those other technical doodad things. Man, that's for other lame people. I'm all about the story in my brain. Yeah, no. I got it. Yeah, that's all. Look, I got. if you want, if you want to go that route, then I would recommend that you would. Once again, I don't know. I it's. I feel like RPG Maker is a great way to start things, but I don't think that will give you the the final product. I don't think, yeah, I mean, it's if you really, really want to make a game, an RPG, um, but you definitely you know that you're lacking in the skills and, and art and whatever, then sure, yeah, do that. But I, I just can't see myself one buying any game that was created by RPG Maker, and two, they all look the same. Uh, to me, when I'm trying to review them. So there's no way that I would actually review one. Mm. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested, I did do, I finally posted a review for the game uh, Canarium, uh, which is a Lovecraftian like horror game uh, that I put, I, I did the, that was the one that I did the uh, the playthrough, which was posted on YouTube, all 10 episodes. Uh, and, um, and I finally posted the review. It's very, it's a good game, but for some reason, I was getting writer's block when I was trying to write this review. It, I, I could only get like 270 words in there. I'm like, is that really enough? I feel like I need to just, you know, really bring it home. But it's, it's a great game with the exception of one small part. And you could see it through the playthrough where I was getting frustrated because literally everything's flowing. Then it, then it's like I hit a brick wall, figuratively, not literally. And then mm. I didn't know what the fuck to do for like 45 minutes. And I got my shit back in gear. I, I, I will fully admit, uh, when when I started really losing my shit, I did go um, and uh, pull up a walkthrough ah. on uh, on my cell phone just to figure out what the f- was I missing because I was that pissed. Did you ever figure out what you were missing? No. I still couldn't figure it out. So I basically did the... Um, um, there was there was an item I needed, but I don't know where the hell it, I was supposed to get it. And through the the walkthrough, I still couldn't figure it out. So, but there was this. All you have to do, you get this thing that gives you. It gives you like the combination to this other thing. So I went up to the the combination and just started pushing random ass buttons, and then it finally popped open. I'm like, okay, well here we go. Uh, so I missed it. Uh, you know, an easy solution. I'm assuming. But I was able to complete the game, and if, and that game does have multiple endings, like most games. Uh, most. Are you gonna games. play it again to get the other endings? Hell no, not one and done. It's it's one of those games. Most of these like you know spooky horror thriller games that have lots of nice twists and stuff. I love playing them the first time, but I'll never play them the second time. Uh, it's not that I didn't like the game. It's just I know what to anticipate now. Uh, the only exception to that rule is the PlayStation 2 game, Heavy Rain. What's it, PlayStation 2? No, it's PlayStation 3. Sorry, PlayStation 3 it's game. PS3, yeah. Uh, Heavy Rain. I would... I've always wished... 
that is a game that I, that I would be. I think that you would be able to get a, a completely different experience out of um, if you were to play it again. Now, I will not play that game again because I got so emotionally invested in the story that was created. Um, for those of you who don't know, Heavy Rain is based around five characters, uh, and you'll be playing as each character throughout the game. If one of the characters either fails the thing or dies, that, char- that character's story drops off, but the game continues. And so you don't think maybe it's been long enough that you can play again now? I can't do it. Okay. I, I couldn't. I, I thought about it because I was actually uh, digging through uh, my game collection. Uh, my son wanted to play something different for the Nintendo Wii because that's that's basically the, the system that is getting the most love and attention with my kids is uh, the Wii being um, Wii Tennis, Smash Brothers, uh, now Mario Kart, and then to, starting today, uh, my son, my eldest son, Brody, uh, started playing Mario Galaxy. Nice. Which I was actually really impressed with uh, him playing it because Mario Galaxy is a little bit tricky because you are running around on planets, but not like humongous planets, like small planets. I mean, uh, it's a real game. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah. Well, he, he's played real games before, but mm-hmm. I mean, he plays uh, Legends of Ruterra. Um, it's not bad. He's getting better at Legends of Ruterra. Uh, and and I guess that answers one question is, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am continuing to play Legends of Ruterra. I have slowed down uh, my, my game time with it, uh, partially because a lot of the game time that I was putting a shit ton of time in during that time slot was during the day uh, when my kids were at day camp. Uh, but now that my son is doing virtual learning, I can't really do that. Well, I could, but then I'd get in trouble because um, my son would rat on me and ha- have a heartbeat. Oh, it's true. It's true. Um, I teach him to lie better, man. No, I don't. No. Mm-mm. That mm. That is, that's asking for it. That karma would be such a bitch because he'd he'd figure it out and then I'd be screwed. I feel like your mere existence is asking for it. Mm-hmm. 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 Brody wants Battlefield One. No, he does not. <laughs> nope. Ooh, I know I'm getting Brody for his next birthday. Oh God. From Sam Grizzle, Battlefield yeah, One. From Sam Grizzle, <laughs> Battlefield One. We'd have to have a, a system that could play Battlefield One though. PC. That's true. But anyways, um, so uh, I do want to circle back uh, on some real quick. If if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you at any point in time between now and next week or at any time, you want to drop us a topic, a, a subject, a question, whatever, just hit us up through any of our social media means. Uh, if there's something that you want to ask offline, then I highly recommend that you join our Discord channel. If you If you can't get to it, uh, give me, uh, just hit me up on any of the social media stuff and I'll give you the, um, the link or the, the invite. Yeah. The invite link. Uh, oh, I have some exciting announce, uh, announcement here. Uh, I will be interviewing, uh, uh, a game developer by the name of Matt Orr. um, or sorry, Matthew Orr. uh, he has, um, he's got a couple games, uh, who does he go through? Um, wet ink games. Um, I'm trying to remember what game I, I bought a bunch of his games uh, through um, Drive Through RPG. I'm going to be reading up on it, but I'm going to be doing an interview with him. So it's going to be the first interview I think of the year for for me. And I'm still going to try to see if I could get 
a couple of other interviews in, but I'm finally getting my ass in, in gear and, and going to do some interviews. So exciting nice. stuff. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, I think that it's uh, time for the wrap up. So without further wrap ado. Wrap up with the saran wrap. Yeah. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout from myself, Charlie, and Zelius. It's been a pleasure giving you Earth coming our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Thank you.